Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Okay, yeah, so let's get on with the show. And joining Denise and I this week, we have all the way from the UK, Julie New. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Hi. 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 Thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's our We're pleasure. delighted. <laughs> yeah, we are indeed. Okay, well, as you know, Denise is in America, in the US. Yes. <laughs> Across both, the pond. I know, and we're both yes. in the UK. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on the show. And you're the first non-hypnotist we've got on the show, actually. Really? Um, yes. Oh yeah, my goodness, absolutely. I was already honoured. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so are we. We're honoured to have you on. <clears throat> because, okay, we, we've corresponded on uh, LinkedIn over the months, etc. And I, I've sort of followed some of your work and looked at some of your work and been quite intrigued by it. So I thought it would be nice to get you on the show and talk about it. Um, Thank you. No, no problem. So you, you describe yourself as a personal recovery coach. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. Tell us more. Tell us yeah. more. Tell our viewers and listeners more. So, um, oh gosh, oh dear. Mm. I, I mean, just before we were coming coming on on air, if you like, um, we were just talking, weren't we, about um, you know, being people referring um, mm. to to different modalities um, mm -hmm. because so so when life changes forever, um, so change. So I, I, yeah, change change can take all sorts of different forms, can't it? And some change can be really, really positive, can't it? Mm. You know, really but, good. But still, but still disruptive. It's not. Yeah, yeah, but but I I, I kind of think, I mean, it's, I don't know, you can change the channel on on the radio, and you put your favorite yeah. channel, you put your favorite radio channel on, and right, you know, and it's but and that's you know that's that's quite nice isn't it but then with life change I think you can have you know so so I particularly specialize in um people who've been through difficult and sometimes traumatic life change um so that could be a divorce it could be a separation a bereavement an illness it could be anything that's caused somebody to you know um it, it's it's become you know difficult and challenging life mm. and Really, what I do is I help people on that journey navigate the journey. So I help. So, for example, I've got a lady um, who whose husband died very suddenly in December. Um, she was recommended to get in touch with me by somebody that knows me very well. Um, mm. And they've been married for 36 years. Um, and then within nine hours, he's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but not only that, you know, I mean, she was she was literally going out that day to get the Christmas turkey, and mm -hmm. they got Christmas presents under the under the tree. He, um, and you know, all of a sudden he's not there anymore. How do you navigate that journey? You know, she'd never she'd never had any, you know, um, you know, they she used to sit on his knee, and you know, and, and they you know, they work together, they live together, they breathe the same air together. Um, 
So personal recovery work is is about helping somebody navigate that journey. So I see see somebody once a month, um, usually for 90 minutes to, to two hours, um, and they have access to me throughout the month as well. Okay. So, for, so for example, that, that particular lady um, very rarely gets in touch with me during the month, but there was a particular occasion last month, um, they were scattering his ashes, and she just had a bit of a wobble and just needed to just check in with me mm-hmm. just to say, actually, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really finding this really difficult. Right. And, and of course, it's also to... nice. It's nice to have somebody who is invested in that relationship to speak to, too, because yes. she has children. Yeah. You know, just, they're, they're dealing with their grief. So Absolutely. The you know, the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the children are late teens, um, early 20s. Oh, and um, you know they were all there. You're right. You know, and it, but it's it's just you know helping her to. I could just say to her, you know, you've got this. You know, you you mm-hmm. you're you've made this decision to do this, and you know it's the right decision. And, and that's all she needed to hear. Really, was mm-hmm. was that. Mm-hmm. And then so and I'll see her. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm seeing her ongoing for the time being. Mm. Um, if I if I feel, and, and sometimes with very sudden loss, um, and you'll know this yourselves, um, there may come a point where she needs some deeper work. So on, on that, and at that point, I would probably continue to work with her, but I would bring somebody else in. So it might be a therapeutic kind of um, something therapeutic, or it could be somebody, people like yourselves, you know, who might be able to help, be able to, help to relax a bit more, you know, to help her um you know just in in some other way so i i'm i'm there on somebody's journey um and i always bring in you know um other modalities if you know if if needs be um but yeah it's it's something that i've developed over 17 years um and it's it's now that i really feel as though it's something that needs to be known about and you know i'd like to bring it into the wider to a wider audience because you know um i just kind of feel that counseling and therapeutic work is more accepted now um coaching which is more positive more solution focused is less accepted and i think less known about and understood But, uh, but on the other hand it's nice that britons are no longer being told routinely stiff upper lip you do occasionally have a few other options offered to you when you feel yes, yeah. that you need help. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. You just sort of preempted my next question there, Julie, because you were saying about the solution-focused approach. Um, and I was about to ask you, um, when you were talking about this particular client, um, deciding what she needs to do in the future, I was going to ask, is there a difference in coaching her, as in teasing her solutions out of herself, um that's a sort of very similar way to how i do solution focused hypnotherapy everything's about the client finding their own solutions to their own problems it's a matter of mm-hmm. getting them in there in the first place so they can mm. sort of clear their mind and identify from their own resources their solutions so it's their plan as it were yeah yeah i think um i think for me i i guess i i i'm not um I just I'm helping them navigate day to day to day sometimes you know what they're going to put on to to wear even sometimes you know 
<laughs> you know, um, just I, I had I had I had another client who, because it's only recently actually that I've started working with people more as as something's happening. Um, I used to take over yeah, the, ther- the therapeutic journey, um, and I'm realizing now that actually there's a real um, it, it's very very helpful to have somebody that's just helping you day to day and actually and- taking you to a point where. Right. How much of that do you think is needed because we no longer live so close to extended family members? Um, I if you think, think back, yeah, fifty years I, ago. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, no, I, I, I think that there is there is an element of that, definitely, mm-hmm. um, definitely, because I mean, I'll give you an example of of my family situation dynamics now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two girls, and one of them lives 10 minutes away mm-hmm. and she's getting married actually next week and her the family that she's marrying into also live they they actually live closer to me than she does so we we're, we're all and we've got a grandbaby now um and he I, I was listening to Gabor Mate um it was mm-hmm. a podcast with um Fern Cotton actually recently and he says that a child can never have too much love and it made me think about my my grandson who has so much love and so much you know we all have him for a day a week each and you know mm. you're you're absolutely right you know he has he has that and my and my girls have have access to me all the time and yeah there there is that element of 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 that but also i think sometimes you need somebody separate to right. your family because as you said you know you alluded to earlier you know Sometimes you can you can all be part of, the, you know, the, the the you can all have that cha- life change, right, that massive right, life change. Right. Yes, you may feel that the, the daughter may feel that she can't express her own grief because she has to be careful of her mother. There's there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as a family, and of course, we're talking about grief when we're speaking about death which obviously is very obvious to people that they're going to be sad then. But there are so many other things going through a divorce, as you had alluded to, mm-hmm. but um, finding that you have a cancer journey to walk. Yeah. But there are so many reasons, anything which is going to change your life, there will be an element of grief. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, there's some bittersweet stuff that most of us go through. You know, the children are leaving for kindergarten. Yeah. You, know, you don't need too much therapy for that. But yeah, you know, for a moment there, it doesn't feel very comfortable. In a yeah, but, yeah, but but it's all you know. But it's also you no. Know, it's just yeah, yeah. I mean, I it was weird. It was weird, really, that I called my business Changes Forever, because mm-hmm. and this was going back two thousand and six when I started my my business. Um, I called it Changes Forever, and I had no idea that I was going to be you know working in this way I had no idea that that was what was and you know it was just somebody in the in the car park of a networking meeting that I was because I was so excited I'd got my my business cards that I'd had handmade Mm -hmm. you know and uh, this lady came over to me and she must have heard me say something that made her come over and she she was going through she'd been through in a very abusive relationship and she was going through a very nasty divorce and she said I just think you can help me and that was how Mm -hmm. That was how my work started, you know, in 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 that in in this field, really. Yeah. All right. Well, I tell you what jumped out at me with your work, Julie, 
um, because as hypnotists, we deal in metaphor. Okay, as hypnotherapists, we deal in metaphor all the time. And of course, your um, your book, Keep Watering You, and your whole way of presenting things to people is about watering yourself and growing. Well, obviously, you will phrase it better than I will. Your own garden of yourself, as it were. Um, you know, and quite frequently in in hypnotherapy, we talk about things like the garden of the mind and all that kind of thing. So I totally get. Uh, you know, you know, when you feel a connection to somebody's work when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. When I yeah, saw I your work, I just totally got it. And it sort of, you know, to me, it's elements of hypnotherapy. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it is that that's this is a thing again in the UK, getting it across to people that self-care is not self-indulgence. No. So, you know, self-care no. is essential. Um, can I show you? Plug, plug my book. Plug my book. Self-care oh, yeah, is not that. self-care is not a mani pedi. Yeah, again, Denise. Self-care-is-not-a-mani-pedi-it's-not-getting-your-hair-done-it's-not-I-mean-yes-those-are-nice-things-those-are-nice-additional-things-but-real-self-care-is-not-that-no-yeah-Denise-wrote-a-book-with
you're bright, you're sunny, you you have this ability to turn towards the sun in most weathers and you you stand tall in most weathers actually. Um, if you went in my garden right now, actually, there's um, I've got so many sunflowers growing, it's un unbelievable. Um, and so I then became known as Sunflower Julie New. Well, Sunflower Julie, that's what I became known mm -hmm. as. And but then it set me thinking, and I thought, well, if she thinks I'm a sunflower, what are you, Martin? What are you, Denise? You know, mm -hmm. are you a are you a flower? Are you a herb? A shrub? A tree? Or something else in the garden? What are you, and why? And it just, I started using it in my work and I started asking people that question. So maybe we should ask people that question right now, you know, that are listening. Mm -hmm. What are you and why? And anyway, and then I started to, it started to grow the, the kind of thoughts. And I started to think, well, actually life is a bit like a garden. You know, if you don't look after a garden, what happens to it? Who are the flowers in your garden? You know, the people. You know, you you were talking earlier, Denise, about your your three your three sisters. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you're all different. You know, in but that you're you're a garden, little garden, aren't you, of mm -hmm. um, of people? And so yeah, so this started to grow, and eventually, I thought, well, actually, I need to because I started using it in my work, and people really liked mm -hmm. it. And um, and so that was my first that was my first book. So it's a good yes. little gift. It's a little gift book, and it's just so you're pushing the sunflowers there. There's definitely a lot of sunflowers lot of on sunflowers. that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, so I've got I've got two illustrators. So this is the um, yeah, that that's yeah, that was yeah. No, it's so it's, it's, it's lovely. So, but it's, the, pur book. the purpose of that book is to make people think more deeply about their lives, mm. and uh, and that was that. Yeah, um, happy flowers, and... those sunflowers, aren't they? They, they you know they. They look happy. They yeah. brighten a room. They, they, yes, you know. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the, and, and, uh, and that, that's kind of what 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 she was what she said really. And um, mm -hmm. but you know that was her that said that. I didn't say that. Um, and yeah, I've I've got I've got amazing. I've got so many people. I mean, I've asked I asked that question to a group of thirty people once um, in two thousand nine. Actually, I'd started to do um, kind of work not just workshops but events and they were personal growth and development events that were really special you know if you've got a group of people like us in the room you know sensitive kind caring compassionate people with a deep empathy for others who need who give so much to others but need always need reminding to take good care of themselves um to get a group of people should i tell you a really funny story this is hilarious so oh. <laughs> um so <laughs> I asked that question. I posed it as a, an icebreaker um, for this particular day, and I had this guy put his hand up, and he said, um, "He said, he said, I know, I know what I am." And I said, oh, "What are you?" And he said, "I'm a cauliflower." <laughs> I said, "Pardon? <laughs> Pardon? What did you say?" He said, um, "And we all like look round at him." And um, he said, "Yeah." He said, "Me and my wife. My wife's a psychotherapist, and we've just come back from India." And I got your your memo about, you know, what what was I in the garden? So we discussed it at length and we talked about it. And he said, the, the reason I'm a cauliflower is because I have many florets to my personality. And I I need because cauliflowers apparently they need nurturing and taking really good care of keep, them as, keep as them they're growing. <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, so that's so anyway, so that that's essentially how how that came about and then um the year it came out um do you want me to tell you about that 
the year yes. it came out. Yeah, please do. If we decide we don't like it, we'll take it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, cool, cool. Um, so I had, uh, what possessed me? I mean, for goodness sake, what possessed me? I, I ordered 1,500 copies. I was so excited, really. That was the thing. Of course. I had 1,500 copies of this book. So they were like pile of pile of books that arrived and what have you. And... Um, I was so excited and uh, I was also developing the work I was doing and it was, I'd sort of been doing lots of other stuff and, um, but my husband, Rob, was very, very poorly Mm -hmm. Um, and it got to the July, so, so the book came out, he he couldn't attend my book launch, which, which was, we we were raising money actually for, um, it's called Growing People. Um, it was a place called the Lecture Centre for Healthy Living. Um, it's just been taken over, actually. Um, it's a really beautiful place. Um, lots and lots of therapeutic work goes on there. Um, and, yeah, we had a raffle and, and all that. Anyway, he couldn't make it because he was so poorly. Um, he'd been poorly for about three, four, three years at that point. Three and a half years. Um, and... In the July, I I had to make a huge decision because he went into hospital, um, which turned out to be for the last time. Um, at the time, I I still had hope and I still hoped that he would, you know, um, he would recover. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't to be. Um, but he was in for five months, and I so I shut my company, I shut the business, I made it dormant, and I also turned my back on the books. But what actually happened was I started to ask how many books do I need to take out with me today? Um, so I'd go, I'd be going to the hospital and I'd be thinking, you know, how many books do I need to take? And I'd always get a number in my head and invariably I would meet that number of people that needed to hear its messages and needed to, um, so yeah, so, so anyway, um, Rob passed away um, in my arms um, five months later. And I've been with him every day. Um, I'd used to go home in the afternoons and um, I'd have a, you know, I'd have a bit of rest. And um, what possessed us, we'd, we'd got a new dog um, who was a mad cockapoo called Ben, who used to get me out the front door. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I... I eventually had to leave my work behind for a while because you you literally can't give can you what you don't have and yeah I I knew I had to take 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 time out yeah and, um, yeah yeah um you know on a, on a quite a you know quite a quite a deep level there and um as 2017 well 2016 I I made a decision that I I felt ready I started to get calls for, for me to coach again and and what have you and um the, the funny bit here is i then woke up one morning and i thought oh i can't keep giving giving away copies of my book because that's not really good good business sense is it <laughs> and um by that point i'd gifted about 800 copies of that book mm-hmm. um but i kind of and even now i kind of think to myself actually you know that that man on the on the train that was homeless and was you know coming towards us and talking about his story um I knew that this was going to help him in some way um mm-hmm. he might have he who knows he might have sold it he might have 
got some money for it. He might yeah. have. Yeah, but may, but, you don't know, but it would have helped. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, it, and but there was a couple on at the Paralympic Games who um, they were on the train with with me, and um, yeah, they I I I know through somebody her best friend actually saw me speak, and she came over to me and she didn't know this at the time, but there was a very tenuous link between her friend and and her, and. Mm -hmm. um, she became a client of mine and then her friend realized that actually I was that person on the train who'd given her a copy of this uh, book. Uh. So, um, <laughs> so it's, so you, you and, and I think in life, you don't, you never know, do you, who, mm -hmm. who you make a difference to and who, you know, um, but it's fundamentally, you know, for me, it's about recognizing, you know, what people need and, and ensuring that they get that. Um, anyway, I couldn't keep giving copies of my book and my second book, I made a pledge that I was not going to give any copies of it <laughs> no, because that was, and so I had a postcard made, which I think Martin, um, you might've seen a post. Uh, um, okay, yeah. So this is page 91 of my book and it's the most important message, which is to keep watering you. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so I've given 2000 of those away so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little less overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, still giving a message and still, mm -hmm. you know, I can write, I can write a nice message on it that I get, you know, I get, I, get, I, I feel, you know, a message that somebody might need to hear. Um, so yeah, so that was that, and then my second book um, started to kind of get the idea idea for it because not only have we lost Rob, my girl's stepdad, they had also lost their dad. Um, three years before that almost four years before that um very suddenly and so we as a family had had a huge amount of grief um we've been on a what I call in fact it only changed its name so this particular book is specifically for people who have lost a loved one um and and as Denise she said earlier you know there are you know, lots, lots of situations in life where we have loss and we have change and it causes grief. Um, but this specific, this is specifically for people who've lost a loved one. So I'm really, really proud of this one. I'm proud of my first one, but I'm really proud of this one because I kind of feel it's, it's such a short little, little read and people don't need a great long, I, I remember buying a book um, when I was going through, when I when I lost Rob, yeah. Yeah, you um, don't want a treatise on it. You you want help when you're in it. Yeah, you. Do, I mean, you don't want war and peace, do you? You, right. you know, and and you can't you can't concentrate. You, you know, I I I was I was in deep deep grief um, when Rob mm -hmm. died, and yeah, it's yeah um, yeah it's and and actually the one of my client the client well, not the client that I just mentioned earlier, but another client that I had she she said to me quite recently actually she she turned around to me and she said Julie never underestimate the power of your lived experience because yeah. with the work I do um I do occasionally I'll, I'll I'll bring in a story or I'll bring in you know something and they you know they they kind of yeah it, it kind of and, helps oh you get it yeah. being heard and being understood is really important in that work I think yeah and 
really for any for any interaction with a human it's nice that they feel understood but yeah. it's really important that they don't yeah. feel they have to explain why do you feel sad this happened last week you know you you should be able to to assume that you've you've got common ground yeah 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 but that isn't why i went into the work i do at all mm-hmm. um not at all no and people because a lot of people think that our our, our story and our journey was was the reason for me doing the work I do but that's that's not the case at all what drew you to it though is it because of your nursing experience no actually (laughs) (laughs) no I was talking to the postman one day no 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 no. what happened was I I'd had coaching um and it was my coach that said to me one day Julie have you ever thought about becoming a coach and I genuinely Mm -hmm. I, I, I got to the top, I got to the top grade in nursing. I was, mm-hmm. I was on track to, you know, to carry on. And mm-hmm. I, I, I would still be a nurse today had she not mm-hmm. asked me that question. But it made me think, and it made me think, actually, because I think that's what coaching does. And, you know, same with, with, with the work that you do as well. It, you know, it's, if you ask a good question that makes people think more deeply about their life, you know, their lives, then, you know, you're, and that's what she did with me. She, she, she just asked me that question. And, and I thought, well, actually, I've always done that throughout the whole mm-hmm. of my life. I've always, I've always asked good questions and I, and I, and I've always cared about people and their journey. And I, you know, with my, with my teams at work, I've I always, you know, it was always really important to me that people were happy and they were, you know, living their best lives. And so that, it, it just never left me that question and in the end yeah I put my two girls into one room rented two rooms out of my house because I was on my own with them and mm. I did my training and that's how that's how it started it wasn't it wasn't because I'd had I mean I had been through a divorce but it wasn't that wasn't the reason I became a coach mm-hmm. do you think I mean <clears throat> obviously you've got a medical background as a nurse Denise has got a medical background do you think i mean obviously denise is in the us you're in the uk but do you think in our health service over here in the nhs that there is so much more room for things like coaching like hypnotherapy and what have you to be there as part of the complement of things available to people it's a really good question martin isn't it because they talk about wouldn't that wouldn't that be wouldn't that be amazing well yeah i'm not talking about even as a preventative because we, yeah. we, they talk so much about preventative medicine. Well, it's you know it's holistic, isn't it? it needs mm. I think I think you're right. I think it I think it needs to be more holistic. Um, I I as a nurse, I I always used to you know go the extra mile with my patients. You know I would mm. sit on I would sit with them. I would hold their hand. Like you know there was something that happened with Rob that I could have I could have really. Well, I did. I did really get very, very upset about um, because actually, I think even now, the 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 attention is being taken away from the patient because of paperwork and you know and also the bells and, and whistles. You know, you you know, even even taking somebody's blood pressure or taking somebody's temperature, you're not touching the patients anymore. You're you're attaching them to things. You're you know, yeah. it, 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 there isn't that. There isn't as much. They don't, people don't have they don't have time from, from somebody and they 
fitness, certainly from a mind health perspective, I just think you're no, you're 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 spot on. I think we we were talking just before a friend of mine has just received a, a diagnosis of cancer, which will require surgery, and she's going to be in the hospital for six hours for a surgical procedure, which would normally be considered ma major surgery. Yeah, and yet she's expected to to prep herself. She's been told, you know, how many times to wash with this sort of soap. Yeah, show up for the surgery. And then after you've come around from the anesthesia, if there weren't any complications, we'll send you home. And it just, it feels, it feels just so wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, she's going to be left with, with those, you know, with her, her own thoughts, isn't she? But she's just every, every twin, every twinge you have post-surgery, yeah. you want to be reassured that it's okay. That's the yeah. way, you know, it, yeah. and, and her husband is going through his own grief journey because he just, heard this diagnosis on his wife you know yeah. there's there's just yeah. so much that you know and they're going back to the house and they're very supportive community and I'm a phone call away and you know but still I I feel like we're we're missing you know we talk constantly certainly when I was in it still fun functioning as a clinician um they would talk about high touch high tech but the high touch is gone yeah. <laughs> it's just like away from the window when you're all yeah. down yeah. yeah yeah and and you know and it's but this will mean we need to bring in more ancillary professionals, you know, hypnotists and therapists of, of various ilks or coaches to do that part. Of yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do think that that, for example, businesses, I think, um, are taking on board, particularly from a counselling perspective, a therapeutic kind of. I think there, there is, there's that's improved but i think you're right with within our nhs uh, within our own um yeah it, it, it needs to be uh, i think a whole a holistic approach is mm -hmm. has has to be the way forward surely has to be yeah and and you know yeah. and i i i i always refer always you know, if if I if I feel that somebody needs something else as well, or instead of, or as part of the mix, I always bring other things, other people in. Excellent. Well, Julie, I can't let this episode come to a close without noticing something on your website today as well for the first time. You're a mental health yeah. first aider. <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every every year, every year, I do I do some form of training and mm. I do something. Just to just to add to my, you know. So yeah, yeah, I am. Thank you so much for joining us. It was lovely to meet you. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. lovely to meet you. Thanks too. for coming on, Julie. I'm going to put all Thank your you, information and contact details in the show notes. Your website where people can find you, can find out more about your books and everything else. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.